0: Welcome back to another episode of Kiefer, I Barely Knew Her,
1: podcast where we watch a movie and then smoke a whole lot of weed and talk a whole lot about
0: it. As you do. And uh, as always, we're joined here by my lovely bee.
1: Oh, hey man. And my wonderful husband, Chris.
0: How's it going?
1: Uh, This week our movie was Trick or Treat from 2007. That's such a good time. That (laughs) movie
0: is so fucking weird.
1: Good creepy movie.
0: Um, I've got to say I'm really looking forward to talking about how Sam mm-hmm. is little, essentially the uh, harbinger. Sammy. He's he's essentially the harbinger of Halloween oh. tradition.
1: Yes, yes. Um, I'm. <laughs> that's funny. I actually want to talk about uh, those traditions. <laughs> um, yeah, what those specifically are and uh, how some are okay and some, yeah.
0: I'm uh, definitely looking forward to it. We need to get to work on getting our brain juices flowing, as (laughs) Bea always says.
1: We're going to smoke up uh, and uh, get ready to have this conversation.
0: So feel free to uh, do whatever you need to do to be able to get to where we're about to get. Hi. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was fun that uh, you were thinking about the traditions, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about Sam, the harbinger of tradition. Yes. Yes. I I think we mm-hmm. should try to lay out some of the traditions that he enforces.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I mostly well first wanted to just point out a a couple of things one uh one rule is that you have to give out candy no matter what you have to give it out but i think it's interesting that there's no rule that says that you can't put razor blades in that candy (laughs) (laughs) like like you know the principal is fine he didn't break any rules so long as they and the, you know sam was like "Mm, okay all right that's fine we didn't write it down as a rule it's just you had a weeks. treat to be given. We thought it was but a... it's
0: also a trick.
1: Ah oh. Ooh, so it matches even better. But but yeah, I mean you're kinda of bound. like he's gonna murder Brian Cox over not getting candy.
0: <laughs> I would say that he's a chaotic neutral.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so that's one. Another one is that you can't like blow out the light on the jack o lantern Right. Um, You're also
0: not supposed to take your decorations down mm -hmm. until the next day, I think, because that was part of why that. Like, what kind of type
1: A do you have to be to be like, just got home in my costume. I I admit I'm a bit tipsy. Let's take some decorations down, honey. Go get your boner started. I'll be in in a minute. Like, that's what she said. She said, "Go put the tape in," and he's like laying on the bed, ready, waiting for it.
0: That's. One, that's a very good point. That is exactly what happened in the movie. That is precisely the direction she left it. Only truth. You are 100% correct. But my question is, Mm -hmm. is it a type A personality? Or is her mom that fucking terrible? That having the decorations out still, it would be worse to leave those than it would be to just enjoy the rest of the night.
1: Oh, see.
0: Because he made a joke about her dying. And she didn't get mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll give that to you. But, but that's where, see, if we're gonna go down this road of like really true, honest possibilities, then that's not a, a realistic um, way that character would have handled the situation. She would have had everything like minimally decorated. And what she needed to get ready, she would have been ready to take down as soon as she needed to if her mom was that bad. Or, um, no, I'm sorry, if she was good at, you know, hiding it from herself emotionally, <laughs> gotcha. that's what she would do, okay, in a perfect world. um Yeah, and if she were like me, or the rest of us, she'd still be, uh, I'll get up in the morning and do it. <laughs>
0: <sighs>
1: and then it, it's not done, and you just... You know what? You move on with your life.
0: (laughs) You know what happens? It gets taken care of on November 2nd. Worst case scenario. But yeah, Sam wasn't having it.
1: No. No.
0: Not even a little bit. I mean, there are extreme, extreme consequences for breaking these rules. But
1: you know what that is, though? Like, so many people break these rules. The only people receiving consequences are the ones that Sam is seeing, which means this is a spot check kind of a system. Like, they may not be checking your city that year, but maybe the next year they're going to be in your neighborhood spot-checking that you don't break Halloween rules. And you might die. That's how they never get caught, because they just can go anywhere.
0: But see, that also would be a uh, (laughs) really good reason for why their uh, consequences are so extreme.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. it is a
0: spot-check system, but if the spot-check system means... A massacre on a neighborhood block, you you keep to tradition, you know. Yeah. You maintain tradition for yes. the safety of your family, if nothing exactly. else. Exactly,
1: because you never know. It's one of those like you're you're smiling and but it, you're like your eyes are in terror and you're like, just don't just do what they say. Just do what they need <laughs> exactly. you to do.
0: Exactly. It's a it's a situation of um fear based compliance. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs>
1: Oh, so fascism.
0: Yeah, oh, Halloween is
1: run by. Well, I mean, I, who are we kidding here? Who runs? But seriously, if we're if we're gonna say like who is you know the manager or owner of Halloween, it's it's hell, hell, <laughs> and that is definitely a fascist regime. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else, uh, it's a given.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah. um, it's a good argument, you know. If it's if it is hell, I don't know if if it's if it's hell or the the other side. Does the other side count as both heaven and hell? Well, not like you know the 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 spirit realm.
1: Well, like the spirit (laughs) realm, it
0: consists of both heaven and hell. But who's in charge? You know, I don't know. Nobody Mm. knows. That's a good question, but we'll (laughs) probably never get an answer for it. So we're moving on.
1: (laughs) So. Uh, Sam is a harbinger of uh, Halloween um rules and regulations. <laughs> and
0: Halloween tradition. <laughs> God, get <did> it right.
1: <laughs> Halloween bylaws. And um Okay. So, <laughs> so he, you know, kills and or punishes people for, for what they've done wrong and definitely like definitely judges everybody he looks at. Literally looks at them and like, you're okay or i mm, I'm going to keep an eye on you. He's looking at everybody up and down. Ocular pat-downs, like, left and right. Absolutely. Um, but what about the people who die otherwise, to die from other uh, characters' hands? Um, like the Collateral little, damage. The, the little boy that the principal killed, he did break rules. He smashed pumpkins and he stole candy.
0: That's a really good point. He didn't follow the honor system that is a... No, no. No. And he was breaking all of the jack-o'-lanterns. And that actually impacted other characters in the movie.
1: Yeah. That is... uh...
0: But there were a lot of other deaths. Like, there was more than one body in that grave that the principal had in his backyard. Yes. Yeah. then there was all the uh, werewolf Mm -hmm. murders.
1: A lot of MDKs Uh, there. A
0: lot of MDKs. Uh, Then there was... (laughs) You know, just Principal Wilkins himself, like... Yeah. He murdered the kid. He had... He put fucking razor blades in the candy, like... Yeah. And he then... He
1: handed with a smile on his face.
0: And then he murdered that lady that was over by the parade. Mm-hmm. And when he was, was pretending to be a totally vampire. was totally
1: willing to put out, like... Oh, yeah. She was ready she to was go. She was super into it. Ready
0: to go. hmm <laughs> He said no to a sure thing. Like, what right? the heck? Um... <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> no, um, but,
1: but it, it's true.
0: It really is.
1: I mean, if you're gonna kill somebody and they're re- willing to put out, wouldn't you wait till after you slept with them?
0: Give them at least that. Like, you know?
1: unless part of it for you is the psychological torture of like, haha, you're not. You were about any. to give it.
0: <laughs> you're about to give it up, and I'm gonna murder you now. <laughs>
1: not only do you not get laid, you get not alive
0: anymore. You get unaligned. <laughs> oh man.
1: But but the werewolves too. Um you're right. Like those people didn't necessarily do anything wrong. So they were just they trying to party. Break through, like, like the principal did, yeah. So that's yeah. why we got to see who that was and know who that was. Then we got to enjoy that. But but man, those werewolves They were just ripping like,
0: everybody apart. They like, uh, <laughs> I've gotta say, like for two thousand and seven they were able to get away with that heavy handed foreshadowing yeah like everything that they did pointed at them being werewolves they referred to they her said. as the runt of the litter like the dude mr wilkins even said to her what big eyes you have like th- all of that stuff was the stuff that was said to the wolf you
1: oh know? my god! i didn't even think about that part <laughs> so there's
0: there's all these things that they did where they tried to like essentially tell us well, that these women were wolves and were hunting Yes. And this had nothing to do with sex. This had everything to do with her first kill. But it was 2007 and you had a bunch of girls with cleavage like <laughs> just going apeshit. shit. And you're just like, oh man, she's trying to get laid for the first oh, time. Like, that's going to be hard. <laughs> she's just going to have to lower her standards a little bit. It won't be that difficult.
1: Yeah, right?
0: That's the 2007 mindset. That's not today, okay?
1: Um... The first time I saw this movie, they tricked me. I did not see it coming.
0: You saw them as victims? I did. They were dressed as victims. Like Cinderella was a victim. Snow White was a victim.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) I don't... Okay, I'm a, well. I'm a, obviously I'm high. Yeah. I don't remember if I've ever heard them being referred to as victims before, but they are.
0: All of them are victims. No, I
1: know that they are, but like <laughs> you don't think about it. You you know it's yeah. domestic violence, so you just you know file it away. And like we, but we know they care about each other deeply.
0: One hundred percent care it's about each other deeply. Charming didn't mean it.
1: He just right. gets like that. I don't know which one married him. I don't know
0: why you made him do that. <laughs> But, it, <laughs> but
1: But but no when I when I first saw it I didn't know and they tricked me and since then when I watch it it's just like it's so heavy-handed like all of the like they're like spoon-feeding us the mind.
0: whole situation they're just like just look past <laughs> the stereotypes <laughs> look past the stereotypes we're literally telling you the answer right now
1: and, um, oh. <laughs> but they don't do that with any of the other storylines.
0: Oh They're no, very, not at all.
1: like, very held back, like with Brian Cox on the on the bus. they they show you that he's like burning pictures, but they don't even let you possibly have looked.
0: At I really that. felt like the fact that he was burning pictures was a a testament to who he was as a person physical comfort was more important to him than like memories like tangible memories oh
1: you thought that was setting a scene for who this guy was yeah like telling the story
0: like literally I was thinking that he's this super developed character throughout this movie where everybody is more or less like you either did what you were supposed to do or you didn't do what you were supposed to do Mm -hmm. and I was like Brian Cox has got a dog that's named Spite (laughs) He's uh he's burning photos to stay warm and they're like black and white photos so you mm. know those aren't on digital anymore. Yeah, he
1: didn't like just pick those up at Goodwill to burn cuz it's cheaper than
0: ten like some kind of firewood or something <laughs> right. like that. Like those are those are photos he pulled out of his attic. Like mm. that is those were family memories that he's yeah. just burning. And I felt like th- this was like a testament to who he was as a character. Like, he hates his neighbors. He's an (laughs) asshole to everybody. Any opportunity he has to talk shit, he does. Mm -hmm. He had no confirmation that it was his neighbor's kid that was fucking around in his yard. But he still told him to keep his kid out of the the yard. (laughs) And I don't know. I just felt like he was this fleshed out, just really developed character. Which is why I thought he got the false ending. You know, out of Mm -hmm. all the characters, he's the one that had the false ending in the movie.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, his character did have the most depth. He had a backstory. He He had a a reason to be tortured. We, you know.
0: He had a reason to be the miserable old man that he was.
1: Everybody else, we don't know what brought them to that stage in their lives. But this guy, we saw what got him
0: there. We did. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I was sitting there watching the, the fact that the uh, Principal Wilkins character mm-hmm. is, like, he's fucking killing kids. Like, yeah. that's what he's doing. And, mm-hmm. and you think about serial killers, for the most part, are guys who are killing women because they want to kill their moms, but they can't. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yes. like, his is Principal Wilkins this dude who wants to kill his kid, but he can't, so he kills <laughs> these other kids to satisfy that need? Like it's, But then he's also teaching him how to kill people. So it's just, I don't even know. I would
1: say you're 100% right. Yes. He fucking hates his yes. kids. He, serial he hates killers him. have a type. And if his type is little boys, I mean, that came from somewhere. It did. What did Silence of the Lambs teach us? Like, we covet what we <laughs> see every day. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, you know... Yeah, that kid. But it's it's everything with him. Like I I don't know how good of a a killer that this principal is or how long he's been doing it.
0: Do you think he this seems... was like a crazy situation that he was just like I'm fucking done. I am done. I think
1: <laughs> I think yes, I think he reached some point some breaking point because that grave that was like wait wait, one of two maybe. And we know he killed his wife. 100%. There's no way that he didn't kill that <laughs> kid's mom. He, like, regrets
0: mom. the fact that he killed he her does.
1: now. He's so upset that he did that because now he has to deal with this kid 24-7. Like, oh my God. those are his regrets.
0: Um, regrets he hasn't. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that he's, he's kind of a rookie with killing. Like, he knew how to kill that woman... So if you think about it, it might actually make sense that he's a serial killer who used to kill, like, women a lot the way he killed that woman at the grave. Uh, oh, my
0: God. That
1: makes perfect sense to me because he knew exactly what he was doing there and was, like, very slick. Like, very Like, he was so it. calm and comfortable. Like, he's like, this is my jam. Like, when he was, like, trying to drag that little kid's body, he's all befuddled. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I can see something snapped, and now he's killing little kids because he's like, fuck, this little, whatever, Jimmy Johnny.
0: Whatever his kid's name was. Junior. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, so I can see that for sure.
0: I really enjoyed the fact that there were so many stories that were intertwined, Mm -hmm. but they weren't, like, interdependent.
1: Ooh. I like the way you said that. That So,
0: (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Um, Just everything. You pointed out the fact to me that the candy bar that Sam used to cut Brian Cox's Achilles tendon Mm -hmm. was the candy bar that he got from Principal Wilkins.
1: Which had the razor blades. Which had the razor blades in it.
0: Which then I was like,
1: that's okay. That's fine then. Okay. (laughs) All right. Sure.
0: But it's like you've got these intertwined storylines. Like they didn't have to make that happen, Mm -mm. and they could have been replaced by any number of options to make that same situation happen. But they they let it happen. You know, Mm -hmm. like they they gave us that uh, that intertwined uh, (laughs) feeling of uh, connectedness between all of the characters that were in the story. And it's just, uh, it kind of goes back to that spot check, you yeah, know, it's <laughs> spot checking the block mm-hmm. and the block that they were spot checking was fucking hot. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That
1: was like a, like excess number of violations that year. I'm sure. Of so it. many,
0: so many violations. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was another thing too that was really interesting about the story was the fact that there were so many stories that were going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you were like jumping back and forth and it was just building and building and building and building, but you never really got any kind of catharsis. For oh yeah, cuz you were like
1: there. they would just move to the other thing right before anything would happen.
0: Exactly. Like you would go from, you know, the the girls getting ready with their costumes, uh talking about... Out all their heavy handed foreshadowing <laughs> about being werewolves, and then it would go over to Principal Wilkins, and you know, I mean, it would just keep jumping from place to place to place to place. And it's not a bad situation, and it wasn't done poorly in any way. I feel like it was done like really, really well to just continuously build tension. Mm-hmm. And then as you get closer to the end, it just kind of like this waterfall of climaxes <laughs> happen. All at the same time, so it's just I thought it was really well done. Yeah,
1: I, I um, actually really like the fact that uh, like as they're doing those cascading climaxes, you see like the principal find his way into the werewolf storyline, <laughs> and then at the very end, you find out that you know Mr. Krieg or Brian Cox was you know in the storyline of the kids in the school bus, and um, I just yeah I like that the fun kind of. Oh, everything was connected.
0: I don't know. It definitely plays towards that intertwined but not interdependent. Um, and, I, and I love that too. The um, <laughs> There was absolutely no reason that it had to be Principal Wilkins that attacked Anna Paquette. No. Mm-mm. There was no reason for it. No. But the fact that it happened was amazing. Yeah. It made it more impactful of a scene. Like, we knew that character and he just got fucked up. Like, had absolutely (laughs) no opportunity to save himself. Like, he thought he was the predator. We saw him
1: kill, like, multiple people.
0: Multiple people and gave zero shits Mm -hmm. about any of those interactions. Just totally. Like, the whole time. And the way that they were doing that heavy-handed foreshadowing and the fact that they, like, uh, depicted it the way that they did, it created that tables being turned. Mm -hmm. everything being reversed and turned on its head because this guy who has been shown to be a killer, this guy who has been shown to be effective at killing and very heartless is going after someone who has only been shown to be this meek individual who is trying to resist peer pressure, you know? And then he gets just destroyed, destroyed. Well,
1: I think it's... Also, interesting to point out that every other werewolf hunted her victim. They all asked their guy to go out to that party. But Anna Paquin lured him.
0: <laughs> That's a she, good point. She,
1: like, pretended to be the prey to hunt him, which is way more badass. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm proud of her, I gotta say.
0: Uh, they did a really good job <laughs> in that, uh, that whole situation. Setting that all up, I thought, was really cool.
1: Yeah, I I did want to ask, though, what are... are uh, Do we think that these werewolves actually are, like, literal sisters that were born together? Or is there some kind of, like, werewolf sorority? So when she's saying, like, Mom always said she was the runt of the litter, she means, like, house mom. And...
0: <laughs> it's a meet-up.
1: And, yeah, like, because... Because why else would she be that old and she still hasn't hunted? Like, come on. She probably could have hunted at 14.
0: I, I think that they are all from different litters.
1: <laughs> but that's why I'm confused. She said mom always said she was the rental the litter. And I'm like, you can't all be the same. Like, you're not the same age. You're not from the same litter. Like, that's... You can't be like, well, because we're werewolves, our litter span four years because we decided so. No, <laughs> no, you don't... No. <laughs> they all happens at once that's that that's
0: that's what it is God. that is what it is these are facts you can't
1: you cannot them. no
0: i i uh i think it might be the sorority thing then you know there's always different ages she could be a freshman you know they're sophomores see that's juniors. what makes
1: more sense to me than them being actually like the pack hierarchy werewolves? too you know yeah I mean... It's like, well, you just tried. you fresh. <laughs> well, she's, she's already an omega. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're an omega. Just hang back and...
0: Uh. Oh, man. Who do you think was the, uh, the alpha in all of that situation? Cinderella, of course. <laughs> she told everybody what to do. She really did. You're right. Oh, man.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, also, I want to say that the way the werewolves transformed... While I can um, appreciate that they had budgetary constraints given everything that needed to be done for this movie, uh, skin peeling is just really gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, gross. I think that the first couple that they pulled it off, you were like, okay, that's a cool reveal. You've got fur under there. We get it. Thanks. Six and they more. did like 18 more. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept like pulling off sleeves of themselves and
0: <laughs> dropping them on the floor uh, and watching it kind yeah. of like jiggle together.
1: Oh, that was so gross! So, yeah, I, I get it. Next time, just show up as the werewolves. Then, so I did want to say, uh, about those the part with the kids where they're going down by the school bus to be assholes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: the, so they went down there with this girl that they didn't even like specifically just to scare her and. When she was running and screaming and hit her head on a rock that one girl still didn't think they should be done. Oh, do we really have to stop now? Right, like, just
0: when it was getting good.
1: Like, you've all unmasked. What are you going to do now? Like just someone going to
0: pull a knife on her? Like, what's... <laughs> Where is this going like, to go? She's going
1: to get real. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, that's really all all you could do at that point.
0: Seriously. So
1: if that's how they handle that situation, I'm more than happy for her to, you know, get on her way and and get home safe. Right? Yeah. She owed them nothing. That elevator could only hold three, she said, safely.
0: And there were at least, you know, eight liners on there, which could count for, you know, two other people, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Real possibility. Also, she had, like, the greatest protection of anybody with all those jack lanterns Oh, yeah. Her. Yeah. You know, the only reason those kids came out of that water is because the girl... Kicked the... Her... You know what's interesting that I actually just thought about, since we're talking about the fact that the jack-o'-lantern is saving people's lives...
1: Mm-hmm. By staying lit.
0: By staying lit. Uh, Sam is trying mm-hmm. to help you, okay? <laughs> He's enforcing these rules... To save lives.
1: Okay, but that's like if the executioner was like, "Hey, don't steal." Listen, so like,
0: <laughs> we we teach by example, okay, and examples must be made, and you know, what better example to be made than loss of life? That's what happens if yeah. you do this, and he's no, just and making sure that like I, you understand the danger. I agree.
1: Here. I'm just saying that the if we're gonna give him credit for warning them. To follow the rules, we should for the greater good <laughs> acknowledge that, yeah, he's the one enforcing it as well.
0: He's uh, Judge yeah. Sam,
1: <laughs> Judge Druid Executioner. <laughs> I have <am> to the
0: <laughs> That's Sam
1: That's as he takes be... a bite out of That's a lollipop
0: his... and cuts your throat. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be his costume next
0: year. Judge Dredd. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna have the burlap sack and then the Judge Dredd helmet. That
1: would be a perfect costume. Oh, and he could get the, the bike
0: the onesie with wow, the epaulets, you know, like the shoulder <sighs> shoulder pads.
1: We'll be best friends with Diane Lane. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> it'd be amazing! Oh wow, especially if you were right, though, the motorcycle would make it. Yeah, that it'd would be, be the best so thing ever.
1: cool. Like, if, can you imagine if Halloween, like, Halloween traditions were patrolled by a little... Judge <laughs> Dred, Dredd, Dredd Sam. Oh, my God.
0: That would be amazing. They're just driving around on their little Judge Dread motorcycles.
1: I mean, that's what he's doing anyway. it really, I mean, it really is. It's, yeah, yeah, for sure. This would be more of a patrol, like... Yeah. Like, an actual living, like, earn a living and...
0: It's law enforcement. Yeah. It's, tr- it's Halloween, law. Halloween law. Halloween law enforcement. It's important. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: I love that we stumbled upon that. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Oh, um, man.
1: So the other thing I wanted to, to touch on, uh, I wanted to get back to um, Mr. Krieg or our uh, our favorite, Brian Cox. <laughs> I was thinking that um this this kind of life that he's living here, like this like ratty hair and his like dumpy house and everything and he's his all dog named Spite. And he's a recluse and he's angry. This could be what like his character is in a variety of universes. Like he's played the kind of characters that would end up in that situation. <laughs> like that When you think about the fact that he has been in multiple movies where he's been um, the person who, like, trained an elite assassin in a secretive program, like, he's done that multiple times. (laughs) In multiple... um,
0: I mean, he's responsible for Wolverine, apparently.
1: Yeah, Wolverine. um, He's got... uh, He's got a lot under his belt, but uh, I remember
0: escaping me. Was it born?
1: Uh, Yeah, Born Identity (laughs) and Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh my God! Mm -hmm. So that's three right there.
0: God, he's responsible for so many deaths.
1: But could end up in, like, a dumpy old house, living like a reclu- recluse and, like, being all pissed off at everything.
0: Being all pissed off at everything because he has to live like that to be able to survive. Yeah. Because if he gets out there and anybody sees him, then mm-hmm. it's game over, man. Mm-hmm. Game over.
1: Yeah. That dog <laughs> just, like, wandered into his yard. It's his now. Like, <laughs> he doesn't leave to go adopt dogs. They just <laughs> find their way in his yard and he's like, well, you're, you're here now. There's a bull.
0: It put up with him long enough, so he started feeding it.
1: <laughs> but I also thought it was funny that Brian Cox basically got like the biggest fight scene of the entire movie. Like <laughs> oh, the, the man. biggest and longest fight scene, and all he did was like hobble through the whole thing and, and get the
0: shit kicked out of him. Basically. God, the way that Sam was crawling on the ceiling. <laughs> oh, that was so, so creepy. Ugh. I loved it.
1: Ceiling crawling is just always awful, but... <laughs> the child Ooh. giggling,
0: so you look up, and it's like, God, don't look up. Oh,
1: don't look Don't well. look up. Don't.
0: don't look up. Just, like, gonna... slowly point it's the shotgun go wrong, right? up, and then pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, that's what mm-hmm. you do. You don't look up. You mm-hmm. don't. Never. You let the uh, the shotgun do the gazing.
1: And... <laughs> you won't have a problem up there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you
0: won't have a problem up there. <laughs> and you know what? The thing over there, will see what you did up there. You don't have a problem over there either. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to have to do a lot of drywall work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling he's just going to let it go, though.
0: Well, yeah, he's dead, so... Definitely going to let it go. Oh, yeah,
1: no. Yeah, he did die at the end, didn't
0: he? He did. (laughs) That was something that you were talking about, was the fact that they didn't really show any deaths.
1: Yeah, they didn't show anything. Any deaths on, on camera.
0: All you saw were blood splatters or yeah. quick cuts.
1: Or screaming. Or screaming <laughs> and screaming. then it cuts away. Yeah. But it still ended up being really fucking creepy and terrifying.
0: It really did. God, I loved the prosthetic. Uh, the prosthetic. Head that they gave for Sam, like that weird looking pumpkin turtle looking thing.
1: Oh yeah. Like
0: it really had kind of like a very turtle esque
1: oh.
0: beak to it. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I think it was a lot of fun, though. Like the, whoever it was that came up with that, and whoever it was that sculpted it and cast it, they did uh, amazing work. Like that's like some chef's kiss. <laughs> that
1: gets uh, the gets the chef's
0: kiss. It does, man. Like Excellent. that was. It was creepy and campy, but to still like, Jesus Christ, you know, (laughs) just get it away from me. It's, it's, it's a great prosthetic. Like they did such a good job with it and Mm -hmm. it's so fun, but also like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I feel like it was, uh, it was very, very well done.
1: Mm Mhm. Yeah. So uh, we like to give these Keefy Bowl ratings um, to let you know about how many kifi Bowls it would take to get through, uh, and like talking through the story and everything that goes on uh, with that.
0: For this movie, we came to the conclusion that it was a four Keefy Bowls yes. movie. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you could go into with the intermingling of the stories.
1: Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of things in the background that you like, can notice how things connect.
0: It's so much fun to kinda of go through just the th- the ways that they tried to trick you while also trying to tell you exactly what was <laughs> happening. Yeah. It was uh yeah. it was a lot of fun. There's yeah. just a lot to, to kind of unwrap. hmm So four key bowls. Is
1: that was that a pun?
0: Oh god, trick and treat. Oh son of i I'll see myself out.
1: Good. That's for the best. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Kiefer, I Barely Knew Her.
0: Definitely subscribe if you feel like you enjoyed the uh, conversation <laughs> that we had here. Give us a like.
1: Um, you can find us on Instagram at Kiefer IBKH or on our website at KieferIBKH.com.
0: And as always, we have to give credit for the music to Mr. <laughs> Kevin McLeod. McLeod. so Uh, much fun thank you
1: we'll be uh, releasing new episodes on Tuesdays
0: so definitely take a look every Tuesday to see what new movies we've gone over and uh, see where the story takes us